Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Checking the Gate, a film on religion podcast. I am Robert Wrights Dasko. And I am Michael M. Patty. Today is a special episode. It's Checking the Gate Recommends. Last month, Mike recommended to me a TV show, and I recommended to him a movie. And uh, the movie is Tyler Perry's I Can Do Battle by Myself, and the TV show is... The West Wing, one of the all-time greatest series, in my opinion. You see, I never watched it while it was on. It premiered in 1999. Yeah, and it went to, like, the mid-aughts, right? It was seven seasons. Seven seasons. Yeah, I just just wasn't uh, overly politically minded and uh, maybe it's, I was still yeah. bitter at NBC for canceling um, Quantum Leap. I uh, <laughs> I still am and it's been 20 years. But yeah, West Wing, it did remind me of Quantum Leap and the way the opening credits were, the, the way it shot and the music and everything. I'm like, are you sure this was like, you know, this last decade that this was on? But yeah, because it had that real '80s sort of classic feel. And I think maybe that was part of the appeal I, of the show. I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. I've thought of it as very, for lack of a better word, cinematic. It's beautifully shot. It has high caliber talent, and the dialogue crackles at least during the Aaron Sorkin years. He leaves after season four. Yeah, and and then it's the the dialogue changes, but it's still interesting. It just doesn't have the same kind of banter, the back and yeah. forth. If you've ever seen an Aaron Sorkin show, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is this is the, the shining gem in the crown of Aaron Sorkin jewels that includes Sports Night. Yeah, And definitely. some of his movies, like A Few Good Men, which he wrote. Um, I haven't seen The Newsroom. Yeah, there's The American um, President, which... The American President, which kind of gave him the idea for The West Wing. Yeah. And Martin Sheen's in it. Yeah. I would vote for Martin Sheen. I would, too. I would vote for him and Morgan Freeman and uh, Mary McDonald. <laughs> they ever <laughs> ran for president. <laughs> In fact, I, uh, I still, on one of my cars, I still have the Laura Roslin for president, so say we all sticker. <laughs> but that it, that yeah. would be a neat trick. Didn't she die like 65 million years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> if I had a time machine, if I could go back in time, and that's what I would do. Anyways, um, well, we'll get back to the West Wing. Yes. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm starting to fall in love with I'm, it. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad I can. Uh, I'm. I've. I'm rewatching it on Netflix. Um, funny story. Uh, we got a one month trial of Amazon Prime uh, around Christmas time, so we could get the free shipping on some gifts. And so I was checking out the Amazon Prime Instant Video around Christmas time, and West Wing was only on there. So I was checking it out, and I was actually debating with my wife if it was worth $79 just so I could rewatch the West Wing, and we decided it was not. And then on either Christmas or my birthday, which is right after Christmas, the West Wing showed up on Netflix, and I was very happy. <laughs> and I've been rewatching it kind of leisurely yeah. uh, ever since. I'm almost done with season two. Yeah, I have both services, and... There's a lot of overlap. Yeah. Because they, there's certain things that are licensed. I mean, uh, you know, Netflix has Arrested uh, Development. Yeah. Uh, and Amazon only has Stargate now. It, they all used to be on Netflix, but for whatever reason, they yeah. went away from Netflix, unbeknownst to me, until we did our Stargate episode, yeah. and it wasn't there anymore. Yeah, but if you're a real Star Trek fan, you're going to have both services, and here's yeah. why. Yes. that You have the original 
unedited broadcast episodes of the original Star Trek series on Amazon. And then you have the digitally remastered ones with the new special effects on Netflix. And (laughs) and Amazon has the high-def first and second seasons of Next Generation, and Netflix does not have those yet. Oh, really? That is correct. So, so yeah, it's worth having both. All right. So let's let's talk about Tyler Perry's movie. I can okay. do that all by myself. What what did you think about it? Since this is your first time seeing any uh, yeah. Tyler Perry movie, yeah, I get, this I is get your thoughts. On yeah, this. not not counting Star Trek from two thousand nine, where he plays a Starfleet administrator. <laughs> this is the first movie of Tyler Perry's. This is the first proper Tyler Perry movie I'd ever seen. And I, I saw the trailer after Robert suggested, after we settled on which Tyler Perry movie to watch. Um, we settled on this one because it was pretty well known. I watched the trailer and it looked halfway decent. There was plenty of church stuff in the trailer. So I thought, okay, this is, yeah. this is a winner. Uh, Tyler Perry's movies are predominantly aimed at African-American audiences. Right that's a, that's a and, safe and, and Robert and I are both white as popcorn. I'm pretty upfront about that. We're, we're two kids from the burbs. Yeah. Right. Going into that, knowing it's not really aimed at me, I decided, I'd, okay, let's. I, I, I want to see what this is like. A lot of people like these movies. They're really popular. They make a decent amount of money. He's been doing this for years. A lot of these started out as stage plays, and he's since remade them as movies that he's directed and starred in himself. And we picked this one because the trailer looked good, and um, a lot of people had heard of it. And I think it's—I don't know how it plays on stage, but what I was struck with was, as frequent listeners know, I'm fond of the term sledgehammery. And that means when when the, there is no attempt made at subtlety and a script or a film as a whole hits you over the head with its point, yeah. like, like a sledgehammer. This movie was very sledgehammery. It, it left nothing subtle on the table. They're two-dimensional characters, even one-dimensional characters. I'd say... Um, April's boyfriend yeah. is is a one-dimensional character. Yeah, and uh, I'll, the, the, I'll speak more to that later, but okay. keep going. To, to summarize the plot, a woman who's in a relationship with a married man finds her uh, nephews and niece at her doorstep one day because they don't know where their grandma is. Their mom is dead of a drug overdose, and they don't have anywhere else to go, so they end up at her house after trying to break into Tyler Perry's character Medea's house <laughs> and Medea takes them over to their aunts and in the meantime she's drinking heavily she's got a job at a nightclub so she sleeps during the day in the meantime the married guy is paying all her bills so why she needs to quote unquote work at the nightclub you don't make a whole lot of money nightclub singing okay needless to say it turns out that her mom and the kid's grandma has passed away and it takes 40 minutes for that revelation, which the audience can figure out earlier. <laughs> um, and she has to learn to live with the kids, and the kids have to learn to live with her. And in the meantime, she's drinking, and there's a Latin handyman who tries to teach her how to love herself and the kids and him. Interesting side note, we looked up who the Latin guy was. I was looking at IMDb while I was watching the movie, and he was in a Sesame Street uh, skit that we've seen a couple of times, a Detective Alfie Betts. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in the meantime, there's there's funny stuff. There's well, Medea is the, Medea is the and Medea and is that supposed to be her husband that is also played by Tyler Perry? No, or? that's her brother. Her that's brother, her brother. Her okay, brother Joe. That's why I was saying you ugly. Okay, I yeah. didn't get that either. That's <laughs> I, I knew they lived together. Yeah, but that that's you have to watch other Medea movies. Okay, too. they explain that and. Okay. It's this is sort of a loose sequel to other media movies. So there's It's kind of like the Chasing Amy of the Tyler Perry universe. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> that that's a, that's very apt. Yeah. Um you know, there's some funny stuff, there's some sad stuff, there's a lot of singing, there's several musical numbers and and at the end um April and the Latin handyman end up getting married and living with the kids. So yeah. they all and they all live happily ever after yes. and Mary J Blige sings at their wedding. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's very sledgehammery. There is nothing you don't have to dig very deeply under the surface to get what it's trying to tell you. Stay off drugs, respect yourself, respect others, go to church, don't hang out with married men who mistreat you and think they own you. However, for those of you who follow Robert and myself on Twitter, I tweeted a, a mini 140 characters or less review of this, and I think this is the best way to sum it up. What it lacks in subtlety, it makes up for in sincerity. Right. I was really struck by how well this movie wears its heart on its sleeve. And I think that it's in, in a day and age when there are so many dark and cynical movies, when, you know, Batman is lauded for being a dark movie and gritty. Yeah. It it was kind of refreshing to see something that wasn't cynical and that it was positive and it showed you know she has a drinking problem and it's a problem. Yeah. And it showed that there are kids that are stealing cuz they don't have anywhere else to go and they they actually made a point that the the girl's mom was on drugs and had died and that she was in danger of going down that path or possibly becoming a prostitute. That's mentioned, yeah. kind of. Um, there is no actual drug use, in illicit drug use in the movie. Yeah. So th- there was that. They just, there's a lot of talk, and it was, it was really refreshing to see something uplifting. Yeah, and that... I've seen more than one uh, Tyler Perry movie. Interestingly enough, I don't think I've seen his first or his last one. Hmm. The last one that just came out um, last month, I think it was uh, Tyler Perry's Temptation. I haven't seen that. And, like, the first one was Daddy's Little Girls, which you think I would see that because it has Idris Elba in it. There's an Idris Elba movie you haven't seen? Yeah. Wow. I know. Um, I mean, and I've seen all even all the crappy ones, so, like... Uh, the Losers. <laughs> I saw that movie. I, I kept waiting for it to turn out that it was a reversal and he was actually working with them, but no. <laughs> no, it just ended with him being bad and yeah. whatever. Anyways. Uh, hey, I heard Idris is in a new movie coming out this summer. Yes. I don't know if you heard about that. Oh, I know all about it. Okay. In fact, um, that's going to be our July episode. I don't know if I told you this, but we're going to be reviewing Hellboy and Hellboy 2 in anticipation of Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim. So there, there's religious content in that. It's We might have to stretch <laughs> Kinda it. Kind of like bit. there is in Thor. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to stretch it, but it, uh, we'll get there. Anyways, um, yeah, and he also told me that he, there's another series of Luther coming out. 
Yes. So, and I'm looking forward to that. That's this fall, right? I think they said like in November. It's going to be on BBC America. Yeah, I might yeah. wait for Netflix for that. Anyway, yes. anyway, anyway. Anyway. Um, where were we? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Anyways, uh, yes, he. There's a pattern to his movies. Yeah. They, they usually center around a female main character who's going through some sort of crisis. Uh, sometimes it's uh, spousal abuse. Sometimes it's divorce. Sometimes it's drug use. Many times they're related to Medea. Or, and some of his movies, like Medea, is the main character. And, she, and it, it, they're just flat-out comedies. And you know, funny things happen with Medea. I think he originated the you know, African-American man in a Fat Woman's Drag. And everyone has tried to copy him. Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy... You know, and he's the one who does it and does it best, and he's the only one who should do it. <laughs> I think everyone else, like, was it Norbit and Big Mama's House? I haven't they're seen all, any of those movies. They're pale imitations of Tyler Perry. So if that sort of comedy appeals to you, just go to right to the source. Yeah. Just, just, just skip the, the bottom shelf of the video store there, if they exist anymore, and yeah. go, go right to the top shelf with Tyler Perry. Yeah. His, his stuff is funny. It was easy enough to suspend disbelief and forget that Medea was a, a guy in drag. Yeah, I mean he nails it. He yeah, nails it, and he knows that character and he <laughs> has it down. <laughs> like when they break, and the way he mispronounces words and stuff. Yeah, like, like when the kids first break in the house in the movie, the, he and himself, you know, Medea and Joe are beating the the intruders, and it, it turns out to be these kids, and they stop, and she's like. Days children. <laughs> <laughs> well, just no one else in the world pronounces words the way he does. Did they break my VCR? <laughs> <laughs> that thing was an antique. <laughs> I I I do have to say, I liked the movie. I don't think he's a very good film director, though. I, I, I'm really? gonna I'm gonna make the comparison to Kevin Smith again. There was there was never any like flashy thing done with the camera. I think there was one tracking shot when they're going downstairs and that's yeah. it. Even during the musical numbers it was just all right, let's put the tripod there. All right, we got that. Let's move the tripod a little bit over to the right and get some coverage. Yeah. Nothing it, it hardly moved. There was hardly there was nothing interesting yeah, done. There, that I there's noticed. some there's some very slow dolly shots. Like yeah. there, there's a shot at the end. There's like a crane shot where they, they you see the banner. Okay, and yeah, yeah. But it's nothing. It, it's not. Yeah, that was the only day they had that crane. Yeah, it's not. There's no Spielbergian stuff. Yeah, there. but but what is impressive is um, he I, shot I, this at his own studio. He has his own studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's uh, you know shot entirely at Tyler Perry Studios. Yeah, and, like that means he's got his own back lot. Yeah. That street. Didn't they have a fire there a couple years ago? I think so. Yeah. Oh, that means he's a real studio because do, yeah. don't all studio backlots burn down at some point? He's seems, legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that that happened on uh, at the Paramount set during what was it Star Trek Five? I think Shatner tells a story about how he I saved. I think it was it he, was either four or five. Yeah, he saved. Yeah. He saved the, the movie and Paramount and everything just because he didn't want to skip a day of shooting. <laughs> he had something yeah. else to be. Anyways, anyway, uh, um, so yeah, not I. I could I could really tell it it originated from as a play. It was shot like it was. Yeah, you know, um, I've been watching a lot of old movies. Like I've been I've started at like 1929 and tried to watch like oh, best not, movie pictures. Not like The Matrix. 
No, not like the Matrix. <laughs> but yeah, older older than that. Oh, okay. uh, but there's a lot a lot of those old movies are based on plays and some of them they look like they're still being performed on a stage and the camera just tracks. That's that's exactly what they did back then. Yeah. They hadn't figured out. It took until I, I hate to say it, but uh, Birth of a Nation. Yeah. Really as hideous and disgusting as a film as Birth of a Nation is, and I'm, I apologize for bringing up Birth of a Nation in a Tyler Perry episode, but that helped innovate cuts yeah. and editing and flashbacks, and yeah. it it was technically innovative. Yeah, and like like the first movie that won was Wings is spectacular. It's a it's an awesome movie with like you said the emotion comes out, great fight scenes and battles and stuff, and uh, the DVD has. Uh, Actually, I watched it on Blu-ray, and it has sound effects added by Ben Burt. Wow! <laughs> so it, I mean, it is it was phenomenal. And then you have stuff like Broadway Melody, and it was like, how did I mean? People are walking away, and they're going out of focus. I mean, it's like this is like the shoddiest film I've ever seen. I mean, you don't make these kind of mistakes in film school, and it, it won Best Picture. They didn't so. have film school in 1930, Robert. Yeah, I suppose they don't. But <laughs> Tyler Perry. I'm I'm not sure about this, but the story I heard was, you know, he worked his way out of nothing. I mean, basically, he was living in his car, um, writing these plays and, wow. and staging them. Good for him. And then, you know, because they, they first came out on DVD as basically his plays filmed. Yeah. And then, you know, he built he built his empire like George Lucas. I, an independent filmmaker uh, established his own studios. And, and like you mentioned Star Trek earlier, that was the first film he starred in that he didn't direct. So... I mean, and it, he, it's, he's it's got a glorified cameo. Yeah, it's not even a glorified; ca- it's a cameo. Yeah, but he's got over a dozen films to his credit, yeah. I think. And you know, he turns out like about one a year. It's um, yeah. He, the the man's work ethic is unparalleled. Yeah, but there, I was talking before about the pattern. You know, about the, the main character is usually a woman uh, has some crisis, sometimes in a relationship with uh, the man. You know, you have the evil man, bad guy, and then you have the good man who's doesn't rescue her, but offers her an alternative. And there's a point in the movie where she has to decide to change her life. And usually it, there, there's an element of Christianity in there. Where there's, there's, there's the church community that's somewhere in the periphery of her relationships. Mm-hmm. And suddenly this becomes primary, and it helps her make the right decision. Yeah, that was clearly evident in this movie. They literally live down the street from a Baptist church. Right. You know, Gladys Knight played, like, the concerned neighbor, fr- friend of uh, the grandmother who died in the movie, and there's a community, and this, the main character, through their decisions in life, either walked away or was pulled away from this community, and and now comes back in, and when when the person goes away from the community, the life gets bad. And when they go back into the Christian community, things things are resolved and get better. And that might be a little sledgehammery, but at the same time, it's a lot more realistic. It, it's certainly more realistic than another movie we reviewed. What is it? Not Firewall. Fireproof. Fireproof. Both bad <laughs> movies. But <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a lot like. Uh, I I also I also in my Twitter review wrote that it was about this movie was about a zillion times better than fireproof. Yeah. Because the quality of the acting. I mean cuz Tyler Perry gets real actors in his movie. Um 
uh, I'm not. I'm not implying that Kirk Cameron is not a real actor. <laughs> saying you're saying it, <laughs> <laughs> Kirk. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, we we love you, Kirk. You're a good guy. But I'm sorry, we don't like your movie. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to um, Nicholas Cage reprising your role. <laughs> in the Left Behind uh, remake coming out. That's a the Rapture! <laughs> <laughs> this is the third episode in a row that I've had the double mocha coffee, and this is Robert's first. Oh, and I, yeah. I, I think the tradition might We're need to end. the rails, yeah. <laughs> this is, it, it's uh. Dune all over again. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, uh... Yeah, the, you talked about like the one-dimensional character. Yeah, that that that's his his bad guys are bad, and they always get their comeuppance one way yeah. or another, which is terribly satisfying, you know. And it, it might not be completely Christian, but yeah, know, I think attempted murder might have been a little too far. Yeah, but to, to see justice be done, it it's it's emotionally satisfying. For the and record, <laughs> I, I I watch MythBusters pretty regularly. That radio. Would not have fried him like that. Those yeah. things are designed not to do that anymore. Maybe yeah. in the 70s, but not today. Not a modern piece of yeah. electronics like that. It would have just shorted and not electrocuted him. But, you know, still. Yeah, he get, he got his comeuppance and he yeah. deserved it. Amen. But it, even though, even after she decided to walk away from him, she still had to make other decisions in her life. And coming back to her Christian faith, Helped that along, you know. It helped, it helped her healing process, because it turns out, you know, the, this incident brought up. It, it comes out that the same thing happened to her when she was a teenager with yeah. one of her mother's boyfriends. So yeah, th- there's there's a lot of real brokenness in these movies that need real healing, and it's not always written off as like a happy ending. Sometimes it's just like, okay, I'm going to live and take one step further. Like um, The Family That Prays, I think. It had Alfre Woodard. And, I, I think uh, I've heard of that, yeah. Kathy Bates in it. And spoilers, Kathy Bates like dies of cancer in the end. And Alfre Woodard has to, you know, she has to deal with that. And it's, it's, it's left sort of unresolved. Isn't that the plot of Beaches, too? Uh, I never watched Beaches. I, I didn't I, either. I, as, as a general rule, I do not watch Ben Midler movies. Oh, I'm right there with you. So, um... <laughs> Never seen The Rose, never seen Beaches, and I refuse. But anyways, uh, if you've seen one Tyler Perry movie, you see the pattern. Okay. And it... uh, Yeah, I wasn't sure. This was my first Tyler Perry movie. I I wasn't sure if they all had the musical numbers in them. They don't. Sometimes they do, but this one, if you have Mary J. Blige... Oh, yeah. Gladys Knight and a Winans in your movie, you let them sing. Oh, my God. Mary J. Blige... I remember she had, like, one hit back in the 90s. I, I knew she had been active, and, but not on... I, I listen to stations that play 80s music, so yeah. I don't hear a lot of Mary J. Blige on the radio. Oh, my God. Can she sing? Oh, she yeah. was incredible. Yeah. I... That That's all. I, I was I was <laughs> really impressed, yeah. and I, I might check out more of her stuff, just based on the two songs she sang in oh, this yeah. movie. You tell the part with uh, Marvin Winans and Gladys Knight. They were they didn't sing a whole lot together. Yeah, but you could tell when they were they were really enjoying each other's yeah. uh, musical company. There, I, I, they were really they're really happy to be performing together. <laughs> I I thought the uh, Marvin Winans gospel song went on a little too long. Yeah, but so you let the man yeah, sing, right? Yeah, <laughs> you let him go. Um, 
So yeah, that, that those are only things that really kind of slow down. Yeah, the, but that's that's the problem you run into with any musical. Like like I said, I, I watch Broadway Melody, and they sing that song like five times in the first half hour of the movie, the same song over oh. and over again. It must have been a hit in like night. What was it? Nineteen thirty, I think. What it, what is it? Uh, Broadway Melody. What song? It was 1932. Broadway Melody. That's the... Okay. It's that Broadway Melody. They sing it, they sing it like over and over and over mm. again. It's like, oh, man. And it won Best Picture, so maybe... Well, <sighs> it didn't have a lot of competition, to be it, fair. That that was the one that w- it was shot on a stage with people walking out of focus and... Yeah. It's like, oh boy. All right, we're we're getting off track again. Um, anyway, anyways, yeah, but Tyler so Perry's direction is a lot better than that. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know he's he's also acting, producing, uh, script writing. <laughs> yeah, so he, he he's like Robert Rodriguez in that respect. He, he does he does everything on the movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know it's all I can do to get through a day sitting at a desk. I don't know how people like him. <laughs> I I wish I had that kind of energy. Yeah. And and he's probably working on like a couple at a time. Oh, yeah. He's out like one a year. He's got like a show or two Ooh. on TBS. I think one of them went off. Oh yeah, there's House of Pain. I think uh, House Meet, of Pain is his. Meet ended. the Browns. There, there's a couple. Yeah. I think the that Brown character started in on his stage, and was in his movies and then spun off into a TV show. Okay. So yeah, M- Empire. He's he's the he's the new George Lucas now that he's retired. Yeah. So. So good for him. Way to keep it positive. Maybe watch some videos on uh, better direction. Maybe watch some Spielberg movies and yeah, <laughs> get inspired a little bit. The main reason I picked this movie for you to watch was because of the scene where Medea sits down with a little girl and tries to get oh, her Bible yes, lesson. Oh, yes, that was great. I about peed my pants <laughs> the first time I watched it. I was laughing so hard. Jesus was walking on the water with his 12 disciplines, Peter walks out and he got distracted because Noah came by in his arch and tried to save him. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and you have to give that little girl yes. credit. She she should get a best actress award for keeping a straight face <laughs> during the whole. Se- I mean, at, as the ending credits are rolling, you know he he's just like improvising as um, Brother Joe and he's doing all this stuff. And you can see one of the kids he's trying to cover his face so he's not laughing, and she's. She's keeping it straight mm-hmm. and keeping it cool. But, like, one of the other kids, is he's, like, busting up and <laughs> he's trying to cover up his face so it doesn't ruin the shot. <laughs> so he is a funny man. Yeah. A funny man. So, Michael, your final judgment on uh, Tyler Perry's I Could Do Battle By Myself. It was halfway decent. I can criticize it till the sun goes down about its technical flaws, but... Nobody who is a fan of Tyler Perry's is going to watch the movie for that. They're going to watch it for the positivity and the comedy, and that's absolutely what they should watch it for. Yeah. And I have no hesitation in recommending this movie. I, I put this movie on, and I was like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm watching a movie from my podcast. It's Tyler Perry. She goes, okay, I'll sit down and watch it. I think the same thing happened with you, didn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's one for the whole family. For the older kids, yeah, I mean it doesn't. It it touches on real life issues, but yeah. it doesn't. It's PG thirteen. Yeah, that's, it, it, that's it fair. Yeah, it doesn't revel in it. Yeah, you know? like some movies, you know, like The Hangover. Um, I don't know how there's three of them, but 
they they tend to to revel in just yeah. the 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 nastiness of life. This the Tyler Perry movies acknowledge that, but it's like okay, here's an escape route from that. Yeah, and and that's why I like them, and that's that's why um, you know I've like I said I watched I've seen probably about half a dozen. Tyler Perry movies. Um, let's see, I think I've seen Medea's Family Reunion, Medea Goes to Jail, uh, I Could Do Bad All By Myself, Why Did I Get Married, uh, Family That Prays, and uh, there's a, I think there's another Medea movie I've seen. There's there's quite a few, but um, there's, <laughs> there's one <laughs> where <laughs> Medea's trying to get a, a, a spot in Walmart, and this lady in a BMW pulls up and takes out. She gets out, and she's wearing this pink track suit. She's like this white suburban. <laughs> so Tyler Perry gets this. <laughs> Medea gets this forklift and picks up her SUV <laughs> and dumps it upside <laughs> 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 down. <laughs> it is the best. And that, I think that was Medea goes to jail. And oh. guess, <laughs> guess why she goes to jail. Oh, uh, it's destruction great. of property. <laughs> yeah. Start watching Tyler Perry movies and uh, keep watching. They're they're great. Um, All right. Uh, so I think it, it's time for our TV corner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, now. We're starting our TV corner. Um, no, se- no clever segue this time. Yeah, I've had too much coffee to try and make something clever up. Yeah, yeah, I was really impressed with the West Wing. We mentioned it's an Aaron Sorkin. Uh, he was a showrunner and sole writer for four seasons. Yeah, right? they they had staff writers, but they would break the stories, I guess, and then he would take it and write the script yeah. from those ideas. Yeah. You aren't the only one researching the show. I read some uh, online reviews and websites and stuff where, you know, try just trying to get, you know, pick out a few of the best episodes. And that was the general comment that after he stepped away from being the showrunner that the quality of the show dropped. It's it's still okay. It's still yeah. watchable. Yeah. They, sa- they said there's a few good episodes here and there, but... You know, yeah. after seven years, you know, I think it, it went three more years after Sorkin yes. left and then it was canceled. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... It didn't get canceled so much as it, it was decided that that it, was... It yeah. ran its course. It, yes. Like Futurama, it's closing up its seventh season. I'm not so sad or upset to see it go. I'm like, I'm I'm ready to say goodbye, you know. I... It's been it's been thirteen years since it's yeah, premiered. They brought it back, and we got, I think, almost as many episodes as when it was first on Fox. Oh so. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm 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 happy now. Yeah. I'm happy now. I'm looking forward to the last batch, and if it comes back again on some other channel, great. If they keep doing DVD movies, that's okay too. If that's yeah. all the Futurama we get. That's what Netflix yeah. is for. Yes, and um, thank God for Netflix because I got to watch some West Wing and uh, some good some good episodes. Like I, I'm, I decided, well, I'll just watch the pilot episode just to get a handle on it. And it turns out there's like a major religious plot point right there in the premiere episode. It was Josh. Josh, yeah he he was on this talk show with a religious uh, debate going on. Oh yeah, he said something like. 
the God you pray to should be arrested for tax evasion or something. <laughs> and so they're having to sit down where they want to, you know, with um, some conservative leaders and they're, they're wanting this or that. And um, the president arrives first time on the show. Um, Martin Sheen comes in and uh, says, um, you know, I, I've asked you a couple of times to denounce the uh, lambs of God, this uh, um, ultra conservative group. And he's like, well, that's not up to me. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's up to you. And here's why. And he, he says uh, they sent his his granddaughter, uh, Raggedy Andal, with a knife sticking through it because she said something about supporting abortion or something. And uh, <laughs> he summarily just shoot him out of the office and put them yeah. in their place, you know, because they were starting to make these uh, the, the conservatives. Were yeah, Josh, they, the, the conservatives came in so Josh could apologize to them, and they started, they, they thought they were entitled to something in exchange, like a, a, a bend on a position. Yeah, yeah, they wanted some policy change yeah. in the White House. And, you know, they, they kind of make a, a veiled reference, which one of the other characters calls them out on, about their New York sense of humor. Yeah, he's it? like, well, they're calling us Jewish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So. Which the characters are. That's not a secret. Yeah. There are, you know, some of the characters are Jewish. The president is a Roman Catholic. Yeah. All of the individuals' faiths. Yeah. Not all of the characters, but of the ones that are identified as Jewish or Catholic, their faith comes into play at some point yeah, like, in the show. Yeah, there was an episode on capital punishment. Yeah. Where, um, that was a good episode uh, where... Toby, the yes. one, talks to his rabbi about yeah. whether or not the guy should be executed. Bartlett, at one point, uh, he hesitates, but he's like, no, let get me the Pope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of a joke line, but then he they actually, do they show him talking to the Pope? They show him talking to, like, a cardinal or a bishop or something. Yeah, he, he, talk, yeah, he talks to... But he to, does talk to the Pope in the episode. Yeah. I think off camera, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was in, in the, the episode... Um, uh, Toby's sitting in temple. He gets a phone call. <laughs> it's kind of funny because he makes all this noise and disrupts the service. But it turns out Josh told the lawyer on this uh, capital punishment case where Toby was gonna, gonna be and had the. I, I think he paid off the rabbi or something to mm-hmm. give a, a, a sermon on capital punishment. Yeah. <laughs> and Toby didn't appreciate that very much. Yeah. So, but it, it's very interesting how uh, the faith comes into play in the show. And it's not sledgehammery, and, but it's not it's not subtle either. It's yeah. portrayed realistically. Like, okay, this is part of our lives. Yeah. Um, the two, a lot of times in, in our society, we want to try and separate the religious and the political. And religion and politics is sort of um, a modern contrivance. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about this before, how these concepts were never separated before you know the enlightenment 150 years ago you know these things went together and always went together jesus was crucified not for religious causes but by the roman empire for uh under a political charge there but there was grander spiritual things going on but like what like the (laughs) redemption of all humanity oh that yeah Do I have to start all over? No. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, uh, a lot of times we, we you know we want to separate uh, religion out and keep it out of the public square. In in that uh, capital punishment episode, they they talk about that a little bit. I think uh, Marley Matlin guest starred in that one, and and Bartlett sits down with her and asks, 
what do you think about capital punishment? And she's like, the government shouldn't kill people. And he's like, well, only God should kill people. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, death is, uh, of course, a natural part of our lives. It's uh, I won't get too much into that, but the point is we have these ethical matters which have, yeah, it's it's a political problem. It, you know, she's like, and that's what Martley Matlin says, you know, that, that's a political problem. He's like, well, I'm a politician, Bartlett replies. <laughs> 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 but, you know, the ethics of it are squarely in the religious form as well. And there's a lot of these problems that we try to solve apart from the religious grounding. And it, it, it becomes a debate whether you agree or disagree. And, you know, matters on abortion, the capital punishment, euthanasia, Oh, even war, justified war, you know, these, these things have always been in debate with, within uh, Christianity. I mean, as far back as even Augustine, read his book, uh, uh, City of God, talks about, you know, should we go to war or should we not? You know, what should we do? And Martin Luther's answer to that was, well, sin boldly. <laughs> there's not much you could, if, you, if there's no right way, just, you know, pick one side and do it with conviction because you're going to be wrong either way. Just beg your God for forgiveness. Yeah. So, and it, it's very interesting that um, you know at the end of that episode, Bartlett he doesn't he doesn't the grant the clemency. Yeah. You're right, and not much is said, and except for the bishop is still there, and he's like, "My son, would you like to give your confession?" Yeah. And, and well, so th- the bishop also tells him, Bartlett was like, "Why, why didn't God give me an answer?" And he's like, he, he did. <laughs> yeah, he sent you a priest, a rabbi, and yeah, I, I, he rattles off a you know yes. all the people who yeah. he had asked all said, don't do it. Yeah, that 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 joke has been it, it's it's, it's it a wasn't joke. a joke though. Yeah, it it's was a, it's a story that yeah. he tells, but it, it's a joke that it's kind of been going around for a long time. Yeah. You know, there's a man on a roof. You know, the, the floodwaters are coming, and he's like, oh God, save me and. A boat comes, a helicopter mm. comes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that. And he, he yeah. gets up to heaven and is like, God, why didn't you save me? He's like, I sent a boat, I sent a helicopter. I yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, you're right, that was in there. So, and when he when he started telling that, I, I smiled quietly to myself because I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah. So, but it was it was nice to see him use it in a way that wasn't a joke, that was serious lesson on faith. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I have to give Sorkin props because... Uh, like him and Ronald D. Moore, uh, I'm not sure where um, Aaron Sorkin's heart lies, uh, or what his faith is. I, or his I looked that up belief. today. I did. Oh. A, I did a little research. Excellent. Let me know. He, he was born Jewish, but not really practicing. He didn't have a bar mitzvah or anything. Uh-huh. Uh, but he made it a point to write about this, kind of because he wasn't familiar with it. He wanted to introduce this thing which was so prevalent in people's lives into his writing. Ah. And you see, I have a book behind the screen, Hollywood Insiders on Faith, Film, and Culture. It's a collection of essays, and there's one, it's called um, Why Heathens Make the Best uh, Faith Movies. And uh, <laughs> I, th- I, I may have linked it online before. I'll, I'll link it again. Uh, I found th- that same essay online. But uh, because it, it, you it, end up with a movie like Fireproof when they don't, right? You know, like the the Sherwood Baptist Church who makes those those movies, they have an agenda that they're trying to, you know, they're really trying to proselytize. With people like Sorkin and Ronald D. Moore who are making you know mainstream entertainment, 
but they have, I think, more relevant, more heartfelt, and more accurate representations of uh, people dealing with faith, living in faith, and um, acting out of their faith than people who are uh, Christian, who go out trying to depict the same sort of things. Like, like you said, it comes off contrived and stuff. Tyler Perry is the only one who's been able to do that, have a Christian message, and do it in a way that isn't contrived. You know, uh, I I don't know if I would say it isn't contrived, but it's at least it's much more palatable than yeah. fireproof. It's it's realistic. It's at least more entertaining. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because the man, yeah, he might not be the best technical director, but in terms of story flow. You know, directing actors, getting a good performance. Yeah, he's really excellent at that. And, you know, Sorkin, he is excellent at the dialogue. I mean, just the the, the quick pace. I mean, this is the same things that, you know, we loved Sports Night when it was on. Yes, I, I, was, I was saving that. Anybody who likes West Wing or is, you know, I, I highly recommend Sports Night. It's only 45 episodes. And if you stick with it to the end, you can see Clark Gregg in a pre-Agent Coulson role. Oh. Yeah. I, I have to watch those. He, he's in like the last two or three episodes. Um, did you yeah. watch it when it was first on? Yeah, I the, watched all of them. The guy who buys CSC, the Quo Vodimus guy, that's Clark Gregg. Okay. Nope. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to, since I don't have any more Doctor Who to watch, I'm probably going to start back where I left off. Like, I think I'll start with like episode two. Because I, w- I watch scattered episodes here and there, like um, like the other one was um, uh, Shibboleth. Yeah, that's with the, the Christian refugees. Yeah, and that's um, a good one from China. Uh, that was good too, uh, especially the, the way they resolved that. And um, I'm gonna watch probably yeah. all seven seasons um, of this one. So. I I don't I don't want to. This Robert hasn't seen this far ahead, so I'm not going to give away the spoiler. But um, wait till you get to the closer to the end of season two uh there's an episode called two cathedrals where the president is in the the national cathedral i think one of the big ones in washington and he's railing against god for a spoilery event that happens yeah and somebody dies right i think uh, possibly okay (laughs) I, i read a little bit about it online so um Okay. I'm lo- I'm looking forward to it. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. That's the the one the one I didn't have time to get to that episode. But yeah. Th- that is another it's one. It's a very powerful episode. It's been I haven't seen it since the first time it aired, but it's coming up. That's that's how far I am in the rewatch. I'm a couple episodes before that. Yeah. Um, and it's it, wow. Yeah. The 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 review I read online said it's not only the best episode of West Wing. It's like the best hour on TV ever. So I think you said you wouldn't go that far, but and it's yeah. There's there's a lot of quality television, and I don't want to say that's the best hour ever. Yeah, I mean, to me, the best hour ever is um, uh, season three finale of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> is that the one where they end up at Earth? No, it's the one where um, the end of season three is where they end up at at Earth, and it's bombed out. No, that was four, that, that, that was the end of 4.0. Yeah, yeah, this is this is the one where uh Baltar's on trial. Yeah. And then um and then the they, four they, Cylons all hear the Jimi Hendrix music. Yeah, and, and then um uh, Starbuck comes back. Yeah. That's yeah. that's my favorite episode. Yeah. It's it's, oh, it's boy. So I've I've seen so much TV. Yeah, but it, <laughs> I but can't. the thing the thing I appreciate most that you about you recommending this is um 
um, there are s- several uh, riff tracks lately, <laughs> which has a joke, including <laughs> um, one that was recently on um, uh, Doctor Who and the Daleks, where two people are talking and walking forward, and it's like, uh, <laughs> um, like the, the Dalek walk and talk, directed by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> so there's a, there's a couple of the riff tracks. Things to Aaron Sorkin. So I get that reference now. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. You are very welcome. So, uh, final judgment on West Wing. Oh, can't get enough of it. Watch every episode. It's quality. It, it, it won a whole bunch of Emmys. It's launched a whole bunch of careers. A couple characters die, and it's sad. And, you know, it's it's moving, and it's powerful. And it's it's not crap like so much stuff that's on today. Yeah, well, though, like, Bartlett's aide, he's now on Psych, right? Yes, Dooley Hill is now on yeah. Psych. Yeah, Dooley Hill is now, yeah. It's weird. I, I, I'm, full disclosure, I'm a huge fan of Psych. So, Robert's saying, the President aide, he's that guy on that other show, right? That, that, that hurts a little bit. Because, <laughs> because that's another one of my favorite shows. And it's, it's weird re-watching West Wing and not seeing him be funny. <laughs> Psych is flippin' hilarious. I like Psych. Um, my wife watches that. We watch it. And when we watch it from it the beginning. USA, it's, yeah. it's great. It's fun. Yeah, I, I have not, I've only seen probably about a, six or seven episodes of West Wing, but I really enjoyed those six, so I will yeah. follow your advice and watch all of them. Yeah, the episode Noel in season two is also a really good one. It's it's a Christmas episode, but... I heard their Christmas episodes really stand They out. have, yeah. Appropriately enough, maybe we should have talked about the Christmas episode. They, they have a Christmas episode every year, and yeah. most years, I think, and they're usually pretty good, and there's a lot of Christmas stuff, and... Maybe next Christmas. Maybe. Because we tend to do Christmas shows. Maybe we'll do a Christmas uh, TV corner smorgasbord. We'll see. I don't want to we'll think do. that far ahead. <laughs> yes. We can because re- we've we reviewed um, like Charlie Brown and yeah. Futurama a little bit. and So, yeah, maybe we'll get to that. And I'm his good friend, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I help those who help themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for next time, uh, we're going to, as I hinted earlier, we're going to be watching in anticipation of Guillermo del Toro's Tour de Force of Robot versus Monster Action Pacific Rim. <laughs> we're going to, oh, I'm so psyched. Oh, yeah, as you could tell. Um, I hadn't noticed. We have, what, a, a dozen loyal listeners? We'll call them our 12 disciples. Uh, they they know that I love the Godzilla movies. It's from our, our episode on the, where we talked about yeah. Red State and Godzilla. But uh, anyways, uh, Hellboy uh, and Hellboy 2, directed by Guillermo del Toro, have, have definite religious touches. Some of them are more subtle, but it, uh, it uh, gives a reality to some ancient beliefs, and uh, I could point out some of those. So maybe, as Mike would say, it's, it might not be worthy of scholarly discussion, yeah, but it, uh, it, I'm going to get it there whether okay. it, it's worthy of it or not. That's so. fair. <laughs> And uh, in our TV corner, Mike pointed out a show to me just now. It just came on, uh, I think it's aired two episodes. So we should have, unless it's canceled by then, you know how they love to pull the trigger on some of these shows so quickly. And by all accounts, I'm not sure it's any good. We haven't actually watched it yet, but I've heard about it. It just premiered, and it's right up our alley. The show is called Save Me, starring Anne Hesch. It's on NBC, and it's about a woman who has a near-death experience and can all of a sudden hear the voice of God. So, yeah. It's supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> it's supposed to be a comedy. We saw a scene that is kind of funny. 
Like she walks up to the pastor and says, oh, God talks to me. Is someone in the who works in the ministry, that that is quite common. Where And the person thinks they're the only person in the world that God talks to. <laughs> and no one else hears the voice of God but them. It, it's, uh, it's kind of like if you've been there and done that, it's funny. So until next time, you could go to our website at www.ctgpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at CTG Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at CTG Podcast. And I'd like to give a shout out to some recent followers. We had some more people follow us. Um, there's uh, Donahue CD, our good mutual friend. Uh, New Religion EU. Uh, One Star Wars Jesus. Actress Benita. Evan J. Nearing. Michael Minot. TM Project, Salt Light Faith, Robert Aiken, Sorted Magazine, Doctor Who Quotes, Hoder Faith, Zarby Web Design, Heart of the City, Bisenberger, and Michael Levy. So a big shout out to all our new Twitter followers. You know what would be a great show? What's that? If all those people around the world who could hear the voice of God got together, they like fought crime together like Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Like, like say Christian and Rabbi oh no and we need to do something different than the Judeo Christian we need to have to make it really super frenzy um, <laughs> well, well, let's, let's just, well maybe we can get the Marvel license we'll just throw Thor in there <sighs> super frenzy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey trademark yeah <laughs> all super right frenzy. Uh, okay all right so until next time this has been episode 25 of checking the gate. This is Michael saying, peace out. And this is Robert saying, keep the faith. Bye-bye.